2: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
0: Well, they certainly paid a premium, but Aaron Judge is back with the Yankees. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker, not to mention SiriusXM channel eighty. Greeny, a little under the weather. We're hanging with him, boy. He's had a rough go here the last. Yeah, 10 days it so. has been,
2: man, it, rough go. Get well soon, Greeny. Yeah, get man. Soon.
0: Hang in there, in. in Listen, for the Yankees, they got a whole lot better today uh, just in terms of feeling better as they bring back Aaron Judge on a nine-year, $360 million contract. Ooh. That was not a number they ever anticipated going to. Can
2: you say it again, Carlin?
0: Nine years, $360 million guaranteed. God bless his entire heart. I, you Ooh. know, you did pretty well in the NFL, but as an NFL player...
2: Yeah, you don't want to talk about it. No, 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 no. There's levels to this, Carly. Same building, different views. Very different views.
0: (laughs) Well, here's Jeff Passan, uh, ESPN MLB Senior Insider, on Get Up This Morning. And... From his standpoint, the Yankees were never feeling good about getting their star back.
3: There was not a lot of confidence from the New York Yankees until the wee hours of the night when I think they realized we're going to lose the American League MVP. We're going to lose the American League home run king unless we step up to the plate and act like George Steinbrenner would have by throwing money around and th- this sum is enormous it's monumental but it's warranted when aaron judge turned down that 213 half million dollar extension last year he did so betting on himself and that bet made him almost 150 million dollars
0: yeah just think about that so, for a second again the timeline beginning of april Two hundred thirteen million and a half. He turns it down. Yankees make it public thinking that that's somehow going to help them in the court of public opinion. And eight months later, the guy ends up with $360 million after putting together one of the all-time great seasons, and you have done nothing but tick him off, and boy, did you pay the tax for it.
2: No question about it, Carlin, but we knew all along, all things being equal, that Aaron Judge was probably going to end up Back in pinstripes, not just what it means for him in the short term and competing for championships, but what it means for his legacy as a baseball player long term and being in Yankee lore and having a bust in Monument Park—that that's huge in terms of life after baseball. I, I when understand you step that. Away from the game.
0: Listen, if, it, if that number didn't get to where it got, but like to, like I said, like I, Carlin,
2: that's why I said all things being equal, meaning the money. Yeah. If the money was equal, Aaron Judge was going to come back. The biggest thing was that we didn't know was. Was the money going to be equal because the Yankees with Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman were hesitant to go to this lengths for any player? I mean, we saw them a few years ago with Garrett Cole do it, but this is not how they like to do business. They don't, be, they don't like to be forced into a position where they're doling out $300-plus contracts. They look at the luxury tax threshold as a salary cap. And so it was a pleasant surprise as a Yankees fan to see them being willing to step up. And, Carlin, this was an offseason where I had my doubts about this this happening and them being able to have this reunion simply from what the San Francisco Giants were saying about what they could potentially do this offseason. Remember, their team president said at the start of hot stove that nobody has the ability to do what we can do financially this offseason. Well, the Yankees just proved them wrong because the Yankees were willing to go as far as the Giants were to resign Aaron Judge. Here's Buster only this morning on Get Up, on, on what exactly they
0: would have done if Judge had left.
4: Agents told me uh, as they went through this process, they believe that Brian Cashman, the Yankees general manager, his advice based on his history to Hal Steinbrenner was probably, look, hold the line. You know, don't go off on one of these crazy contracts. But in this case, there was more pressure on Hal Runner than in any other negotiation he'd been involved in. Uh, and so he gives him that money. H- if they hadn't signed Judge, I think their pivot would have been to the shortstop market, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, and maybe to Halstein Runner. That just wasn't palatable. The Giants now who lose out on Judge will turn to the shortstop market, maybe Carlos Correa.
0: If you're a Yankee fan, and you lose Judge, and you're pivoting to Carlos Correa, who was part of a team that cheated several years ago, not that he was a big part of it that we know of, Mm -hmm. but was on that team that hosed you in the 2017 playoffs, Chris, that would have been a tough pill to swallow. This is how you're replacing our guy with somebody that I now have to acclimate myself to liking as opposed to the guy that was just perfect (laughs) as a New York Yankee.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about the options. Carlos Correa, but also Xander Bogarts, one of the guys that was a rival and yeah. a team leader for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. It just it got to a point where it wasn't something that Hal could stomach, seeing Aaron Judge walk out of the door. This was a homegrown player. The fans love him. The teammates love him. And to me, that's also a big part of this too, Carlin, the clubhouse. And Aaron Judge has shown to have all of the leadership intangibles that you're looking for. I mean, it's Jeter-esque. The only thing that he's missing is the postseason success. Everything else, Aaron Judge has. And so for them to be able to re-sign him, and we're anticipating that he'll be named the captain this offseason as a result, I just feel like this was something that they had to make happen so that they could maintain this window of being a perennial playoff team and potentially competing for another championship.
0: 888 say espn 888-729-3776. The Dr. Pepper call-in line. Your chance to react to the news that Aaron Judge returning to the Yankees on a nine-year, $360 million contract. Here's Anthony up next on ESPN Radio. Tony, what do you think?
5: Gentlemen, Chris Canty. Christmas has come early, man. Yes, sir. I, I am, I am thrilled. Now, it it is a high price, but I feel like Hal channeled his inner dad, meaning when Bernie was going to go to the Red Sox back in the day, and they were going to uh, offer him eighty-seven million, I believe, and the Yankees were offering him sixty-five or sixty-six, whatever it was. George brought him into the office, said, we're matching the offer, come back home. And that's what he did. And I feel like Hal did the same thing. And I couldn't agree with you guys more when you said, you know, Hal told Brian, listen, step aside, I got this one. And, you know, I I, I just don't think they had anywhere else to pivot, being that Trey Turner already signed somewhere else, Justin Verlander already signed somewhere else. I feel like if there was more, you know, to uh, to get for the Yankees, I feel like, It may have been an easier decision for them to just let him go for 360 instead of paying the 360. Thanks for taking the call, fellas.
0: That's a fair point. Had some of those other guys still been on the board and the Yankees pivoted to Turner, who I love as a player. Great player. He'd be an amazing Yankee. Or Verlander, for that matter. It would have been a little bit more palatable, easier to swallow. And you could have even made the argument at that point that they were pivoting in the right direction. Yeah. That if they were going to lose Judge, that would have been a best-case scenario. But with some of those pieces off the board already, this would not have been an easy sell here moving forward.
2: No, not at all. And, in effect, your championship Impossible window effect. would have been closed. Right, Carlin? Yeah. So the money that you're paying Garrett Cole, the money that you're paying DJ LeMahieu, the money that you're paying Giancarlo Stan. Uh, That's for naught because you're not going to be able to contend at a championship level if you don't find a way to offset that loss in the production that Aaron Judge brought. And it's not just his production as a hitter, Carlin. It's also his production as a fielder, run prevention, run saved. This guy is a gold glove level outfielder. And the fact that you would be letting all of that, not to mention the leadership intangibles walk out of the door. I mean, that would be a kick in the pants to Yankees fans and to the prospects of this franchise for the foreseeable future. Mike, up next on ESPN Radio. Mike, what do you think? Well,
6: I was just wondering y'all's opinion on, if you look at this from the other side, um, do you think that if they would have let Judge Walk and signed some pitching, do you believe that, say, Scherzer and uh, Verlander, that they would be better or worse off?
0: Look, I I can understand believing that signing Verlander with Cole and another pitcher maybe of a you know mid level type uh you know, middle of the rotation type pitcher, that you can make that argument. I don't however think that it eases the burden at all at all until or eases the pain at all of the fans until it actually bared some fruit. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you got to the playoffs in the World Series next year, then you would get some of that goodwill back. But that's a long time from now.
2: It is a long time from now, and it's hard to give this regime the benefit of the doubt just because they haven't had the success that the fan base has been looking for. Everybody is waiting for the Yankees to get back to the point that we saw the baby bombers in in 2017, which was Game 7 of the ALCS. Carlin, Nane got back to that point since. And that was a long time ago. So, I mean, this is at the point now where they have to push this thing across the goal line, and it feels like Aaron Judge is the first domino this offseason to fall, but certainly not the last.
0: Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now, there is one aspect of this. You can look at this contract and say nine years, $360 million. This could very well end up being
2: a nightmarish
0: contract for the Yankees down the line. But let me tell you something. You
2: don't care about that, though, Carlin. No. That doesn't matter, okay? If you didn't go with the ninth year, you weren't going to keep him. Well, so who cares what the contract looks like in years 7, 8, and 9? Well, that doesn't
0: matter. Uh, it doesn't because, Chris, they gave out a much worse contract this week. We'll explain next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
2: Greeny, the podcast.
7: Passion,
3: drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: The Yankees and Aaron Judge have just agreed on a nine year, $360 million what? contract. What?
4: They had offered the $213.5 million in the spring. Aaron Judge said no. When you heard that Hal Steinbrenner got directly involved, you just knew that they were going to do whatever it took
1: to keep Aaron Judge. We all pay a stupid tax at times. The Yankees are really paying about an $80 million stupid tax.
4: Aaron Judge had more leverage than any player in the history of the Yankees. He used it. The Yankees keep their superstar player.
0: Hal Steinbrenner feels like he stepped in and patted Brian Cashman on the head and said, get out of the way, Junior. I got this.
2: I mean, isn't that what happened, though? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Cashman had, you know, a line that he didn't want to cross, and Hal Steinbrenner realized, listen, with all of this payroll, all the money we've been putting out over the years, it's all for naught if we don't bring this guy back because he's that important to this team's overall success and being able to notch another championship. Canty and Carlin
0: in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patrone. Perfection starts with Patron. Look, you can look at this and say, well, this is going to be a mess in four or five years, this contract. Doesn't matter. The bigger problem is the four-year contract that they gave to the GM earlier this week. Mm. Chris, I don't understand why you would re-sign the guy to an extended contract who just put you in this situation to begin with where the owner then had to step in and take over because he made a massive miscalculation at the beginning of the year. And I'm not even saying from the standpoint of judge having the year that he did. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it more from let's make this offer public. Let's make sure everybody knows that we were willing to go the extra mile to bring Aaron Judge back, and all you did was cost me $150 million more. If I were Hal Steinbrenner, I would have said to Brian Cashman, even if I wanted to bring him back, let's go year by year now. Let's figure this out because today I would feel a lot worse about that four-year extension than I did earlier in the week.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing, though. You can't do that to Brian Cashman. It's not like he doesn't have options out there in baseball. Good, if, good for him. it If he it's decided, to, years, if he decided to walk away from the Yankees or if they fired him, Brian Cashman would have a job in a New York minute. That doesn't mean that it's a great fit here anymore, though. I'm with you. Sometimes things run their course, and you can be good at your job and, and still it end up being a situation where the fit just doesn't make sense in accordance to where the team is at. And it felt like that to me with Brian Cashman, but now that they've got the Aaron Judge deal done, I, I feel like keeping Brian Cashman in the general manager's role will help this team be able to try to chart a path forward to getting to a World Series.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I I don't know about that because he has not made the World Series a priority. He has made just getting to the playoffs a priority. This went from an organization that said championship or bust, year in and year out. And we're not talking about George. This is the mentality that the organization always had until about six or seven years ago when he moved the goalposts very subtly and said, you know, it's a, it's a whole new day here in the postseason, and it's a crapshoot, and, and our goal has to be to win 100 games
2: and build the team for that, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, no. Well, you got to be no. able to punch a ticket to the playoffs in order to win a championship. Yes. And they've been doing that. Y- I mean, they've been in the postseason. What are we talking about, Carl? In the last six years? So I mean, like it's it's they've retooled this team on the fly. They transitioned from an older, veteran, latent team in the middle 2010s to a young team, and they've had a lot of success. Now it hasn't been the success the Yankees fans are looking for, but there's only one way that Yankees fans judge a season. Yeah, did we win a championship or not? And they're still chasing after 28. And it didn't feel like it would be this long in between championships after where this thing happened and let off in two thousand and nine. Can we start with a World Series appearance? How about that? that was Again, years it's, ago been, too. It's, it's been over a decade. You're right. Yeah. I, I listen, I'm with you on that one, but here's my point. If you let Brian Cashman walk out of the door if you're fire him, who are you replacing him with that's gonna get your team closer to a World Series in the short term?
0: I, I, I get that. That's my point. I get that. But Chris, the last several years up until now It hasn't been, we're going to do whatever we have to do.
2: It's, let's make sure we reset that cap number. Well, well, Carlin, I mean, they did that with Garrett Cole, whatever we have to do to get him. That's one guy in the course of three or four years. But they just did that with Aaron Judge, whatever we have to do. So they're they're doing that now because they realize that they have to take advantage of the window that they have with this core players. They have to. Listen, I would contend
0: that the Cashman contract will be much worse for the future of the Yankees organization than the judge contract. I want to bring Nuno and Bubba in here. Nuno, you're the Yankee fan. Uh, give me your take here. Will the judge contract be worse than the Cashman contract for the next few years? <sighs> Meaning for the long-term prospects no, of the Yankee organization. No,
1: and if anyone anyone who listens to the show knows I don't like to give Hembo a lot of credit, mm-hmm. but a couple of weeks ago he made a great point that Hem, that judge actually will be the probably the guy that will be most impacted in a positive way when MLB finally goes into an automated strike zone. Because of the fact that, you know, he's so tall and we see a lot of the calls that he gets that go against him that he'll start getting because of the automated strike zone and that that's going to help him in the long run. So I think the 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 Yankees will be more will be better impacted and judges contract at the end of the day will look better than than Cashman.
2: That's interesting that he would bring that point up, though, because I'm sitting here thinking about it. With the automated strike zone, where does the premium lie in baseball, with hitting or with pitching and run prevention? To me, I would argue the latter and not the former. With an automated strike zone, everybody becomes a better hitter, not just Aaron Judge. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's all about then teams that loading up on their pitching staff, both the starters in the bullpen, and teams that have really good defensive players because everybody should be able to hit a strike in baseball.
0: There's no doubt everybody should be able to hit a strike, and, and I think it's not something that I had really considered, but it is interesting to think that way. And I, I, only I brought, put it this I only, way. I think it would be starting to get spun that way if they had lost Judge.
2: Yeah, no, but <laughs> the only reason that I brought that up is because we know how Brian Cashman has built his teams. It's all about home run or bust. It's about extra base hits and not a whole lot in between. And that has been the Achilles heel once you get to the postseason and you're facing better pitching Every single game, the Yankees have feasted off a of terrible pitching. And so I, 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 I wonder if, you know, the development of that automated strike zone makes the Aaron Judge contract better or worse. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. All I'm saying is the Yankees chances of competing for a championship with Aaron Judge versus without him are a lot better. Now, I want to know this from Bubba, who, as
0: a Met fan, is immediately trained to dislike the Yankees. Is that a fair characterization, Bubba? Yeah, I think you summed it up correctly. Okay, so with that being the case, Bubba, do you look from the outside, rooting for Judge's contract to be worse or Cashman's contract to be worse? Uh, I think Judge's contract. Yeah, that's that's what you're focusing on. You want that to be worse. You want that to be a disaster. Yeah. Do you? If you were a Met, uh, if you were the Mets right now, if you were Steve Cohen, right, and Cashman was your GM, would you feel good about where you're headed? Um, I don't
5: – no, I don't think
0: so. I, I, I don't think I would want Brian Cashman right now, no. Um, now, he might be, be more qualified than Billy Epler, but um, I I, I, I don't think I would want Brian Cashman, no. No, and, and listen, to me, this for Cashman has been about really ingratiating himself with the Steinbrenners for a long time because now – he feels like he is the fifth Steinbrenner, that he is a part of the family, and he has been there. I mean, this is 23, 24 years he's been the GM and 12, 13 years without making the World Series. When, in really any situation, do you get the chance to be an executive of a team for that long, and not at least make it to the World Series. I understand what their success level has been during the regular season. This, this, uh, the bar is supposed to be set at a certain level. And it's just not anymore by the owner. I
2: put this squarely on Hal. I put it squarely on Hal. Oh, man, that's, that's an awfully tough place to be. But I mean, here's the thing, man the, the Yankees have been competitive. For the better part of the last decade. They have been. I mean, you're talking about them being in the postseason, Carl, in seven of the last eight years. So it's not like this is a team that that doesn't give themselves a chance to win a championship every single year. And that kind of consistency matters when you're talking about giving yourself as many opportunities as you can to win a championship. And you have to credit Brian Cashman with putting together a roster that's capable of doing that.
0: Canty and Carlin in for Graney on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app for all the ones who get it done. Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe, and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. On the way, more of your reaction to Aaron Judge's new $360 million nine-year contract with the Yankees at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, and the Cowboys and Odell Beckham. Is this a marriage that we once thought was inevitable That is falling apart. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
1: To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today. Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Nine years, 360 million. Now, let me ask you this
0: question, Yankees fans. (laughs) Was it a smart move by the Yankees? He's going to be 40 at the end of that deal. He may have just had his best season. Yes, it was a smart move. They needed to bring him back. They needed to bring him back. They had to bring him back. There wasn't a discussion about it. Of course. Of course. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. In for Greeny today, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our talk has been surrounding Aaron Judge's $360 million contract with the Yankees. Let us continue with you and get your con- reaction on the phone line, the Dr. Pepper calling line, that is, at 888-SAY-ESPN. Jason is up next on ESPN Radio. Jason, what say you?
6: Hi there. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, quickly, I'm Aaron Judge. Uh, right before I say that, I just want to say, because it's been pissing me off, Jimmy Garoppolo has the fifth highest passer rating in NFL history. Okay, I'll leave it at that. But for Aaron Judge... <laughs> He is a beneficiary of a very compromising ballpark for home runs. And if you look at the other guys on the team, Anthony Rizzo was out for a month. He had a career year, most home runs of his career. Matt Carpenter come in there, had a 1,200 OPS for a month and a half. If he didn't get hurt, he would have been. These guys helped them build up that big lead that they had. Hang
0: hang on, Jason. Let me ask you a question. If the San Francisco Giants, who have one of the least – hitter-friendly ballparks in all of baseball were willing to give him $360 million. Do you think they were worried about the impact of Aaron Judge playing in Yankee Stadium the last several years? Aaron Judge is not, going to hit the ball out of Yellowstone. <laughs> okay. The, well, he was that
6: home run that he thought he hit in Houston in game six or five that was caught in the warning track would have been a home run in Yankee Stadium. All
2: right. Well, good. These guys okay, are having great. a career... Uh- I I don't understand the point that you're trying to make. Are you saying that he wouldn't have hit 62 home runs if he played in a different ballpark? Okay, you're still talking about a guy in the last three weeks of the season that was flirting with a batting title, a guy that drove in over 131s, a guy that's a gold glove level outfielder. I don't understand why you want to criticize Aaron Judge or argue that he's not worth the money. Three teams in Major League Baseball just told you he's worth the damn money. Yeah. What are we talking about?
0: Do you think that the Giants didn't do a study of how many home runs he would hit at, at uh, AT&T Park? I'm pretty versus sure there would have been a lot of baseballs going in
2: McCovey Cove. Yeah,
0: I don't think they would have had any problem with it whatsoever, yeah. considering the Yankees had to outbid the Giants to get him, to bring and, and him And the Padres. Come and on. the Padres. Yeah, but Petco, not at a park where you hit a ton of home runs. Come on. Up next, Tim in New Jersey on ESPN Radio.
5: Tim, go guys, uh, you're right. I have a problem with Cashman. First off, you keep hearing him talk about, well, if we didn't get Judge, we were going to go for a shortstop, Correa or Bogarts. Well, what, why has he been telling us for the last two years, we've got the best two shortstops, Volpe and Peraza,
0: in our farm system? What that tells well, you is that they would have been incredibly desperate yeah. if they had lost Judge.
5: They got Soto, but they kept saying, Cashman kept saying, oh, every time... The, uh, for Soto, the name Volpe or Peraza came up, and we're not going to give either one of those guys away because they're going to be our shortstops of the future. I- I'll tell and you what, though. As- you
0: bring up an interesting point here, Tim, and thanks for the call. Soto was the guy that the Yankees looked to all along. Yeah, Don't worry about it if we lose Judge. That's our guy. That's yes. the guy we're gonna get until
2: and that, and you know he what he's traded inside. But to the here's deal. the thing, Carla. that would have actually made some sense. Yes. I would have been on board with that as a Yankee. You team. still would
0: have been waiting a couple of years if you didn't trade for him because he wasn't gonna be a free. Well yeah, agent I
2: would but here's the years. thing. If you were to sell me on, you know what, we're gonna make an offer to Aaron Judge at the beginning of the season, and if he doesn't bite our line in the sand, then we're gonna ship some prospects to the nationals and bring over Soto, and he'll be the guy that we eventually pay mm-hmm. you know $350 plus million dollars to. I would have been on board with that. It would have stung because he's not a homegrown player, but I could get on board with that plan because it makes sense. And you're going to get more runway with Soto as a power bat and as a position player. But I mean, once that was off the table, this was the only move the Yankees had to make, which was to acquiesce to Aaron judge's contract demands after a historic season. I think, Having this guy in the fold, Carlin, at least gives you an opportunity to compete at a championship level. I don't know how they retool if he would have left and still contend for a World Series. I I don't know either. I, I don't know either, and that's why he's back.
0: Alex is up next on ESPN Radio. Alex, what do you got?
2: Hey, guys. I love the show. I just have one – I have two comments, one on Cashman. I think you, when you guys were talking, I think you guys forgot – that Cashman had two World Series in hand, but got but the Yankees got cheated out of him All right, this is by they, the Astros yeah. and this the Red Sox. Is, you know what That's that is, Alex? Well,
0: well, well, wait, well, hang on a second. The Red Sox were cheating? Yeah. The Red Sox, the Apple Watch thing was a blip on the radar. Are you kidding me? But it wasn't like the Yankees weren't involved in that either. You know what? Their hands weren't clean. The more you talk about this now, five years later
2: the more it's such a loser's lament. But, Carlin, what did that have to do with the CS this year when we got swept by the eventual World Series champion Houston Astros? Not a damn thing. That's my point. So I'm not sitting here saying that they shouldn't have re-signed Brian Cashman. And to a degree, I actually oh, yeah. understand where Hal Steinbrenner is coming from because, Carlin, I told you this during the break, it actually reminds me a bit of what we saw from the New York Giants at the end of it with Jerry Reese because Jerry Reese was John Mara's last tie – to the George Young, Wellington Mara era of New York Giants football. And in a lot of ways, Brian Cashman feels like the last tie between the stick Michael, George Steinbrenner era of Yankees baseball, which happens to be one of the most successful errors in the franchise's history, and they've been playing baseball over 100 years. I can understand why you would hesitate to move off of that guy, especially when there's no apparent option that would be an upgrade, and you would give him a four-year extension when his con uh, a four-year contract when his contract was up this off Yeah, listen. I get it. I get it. I understand. I get it.
0: it. I don't think it's right because the teams that don't move on from the past end up repeating it,
2: and well, well not in a, a good th- way. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. We talk about repeating the past. This team has been in the playoffs. Six straight years, and in three of those years, they've gotten to the CS. I understand all this. Okay, so we, you, this you're, you're one City. series
0: away from the World Series. It, one. I, but they they still haven't gotten there. And, okay, and the they team are, that they, they keep losing to is damn good, too. Chris, they are grading themselves so much differently than they used to, and this is not back-in-my-day bit. This is where the level of success is supposed to be for the New York Yankees. You should not be getting your... You should not be getting swept by the Houston Astros. Mm. You you should not be in that position. And they have been. And all they have done now with Judge in a very expensive way is hold serve. What's next? That's what I want to know. How are you getting better now? You brought back the guy that you had to. Where is this team now going to have a better opportunity to contend for a championship this coming year and be a legitimate contender for a championship?
2: Well, you're hoping some of the younger players that you've brought up through your system are going to step up, and you're hoping that Brian Cashman is aggressive as we continue to move through free agency. Listen, Carlos Rodon is not off the table. There are reports this morning after Judge ended up signing that saying the Yankees are not punting on the idea of signing Carlos Rodon. Getting him to pair with Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation, that doesn't change how you feel about the Yankees? I heard the word hope. Th- th- does that not change how you feel about the Yankees if they can get Carlos Rodon? Of course it does. Okay. But that's a You're big We're talking if. about an all-star pitcher. It ain't Christmas yet. If it's a bunch of candy uh, Yankees, and that's Yankees, every day, it would be Christmas. Yankees fans feel like it's Christmas. Well, you, By being able to get B- great. Aaron Judge back, we feel you, like it's Christmas. You got the nice big present
0: under the, under the tree. Yeah, you see I it, got
2: my Christmas colors on, right? You look good.
0: (laughs) You look good. I can't deny that. But really, all the Yankees did was wrap up that bicycle you had in
2: the garage and put it under the tree and say, hey, we're going to keep it for you. That's a damn good bicycle, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's a 12-speed. That's a Schwinn right What is that a a Mongoose, a Trek, whatever (laughs) it is? It's a damn good bicycle. (laughs) I heard you. This is the word I cannot stand.
0: Hope. Hope. uh, Morgan Freeman put it best in Shawshank Redemption.
2: Hope is a dangerous thing. It is a thing that da- can drive a man insane. Carlin, it is a dangerous thing. But we just uh, spoke on this, man. If you're paying Aaron Judge forty million dollars a year and you're talking about a guy that's going into what? His age 31 season, if you're paying him that kind of money, you would think that the organization is gonna go all in and do what it takes to contend at a championship level. And being frugal with the purse strings, now ain't the time for all of that. Go out and spend the money. Blow past the luxury tax threshold. Maybe you're not the New York Mets, but you shouldn't be that far off because this is your window to get it done now. This is it.
0: Jack's up next on ESPN Radio. Jack, what do you think, bud?
6: Well, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Hey, longtime Yankees fan. Um, I think it was a great move to get uh, Aaron Judge back in pinstripes. And, you know, here's the thing. You had to do it from a business perspective now, whether or not he's going to stay healthy and all that, let's just hope he does. But if he can, you know, produce at a level like you guys said, you know, maybe 40 home runs, hit 280, I mean, that's a pretty good deal. So, you know, here's a, and here's a, another thing that pisses me off listening to that call that I called in about the Yankees getting cheated out of a World Series. Well, as a Yankee fan, I have to remind Yankee fans in 2009 – the last time we won the World Series, we had four four steroid users. We had Melky Cabrera, we had A-Rod, we had Robinson Cano, and we had Andy Pettit. So, if anyone cheated, it was us. Well, listen, so I'm there were plenty. There,
0: it, I, the steroid thing is much different than what the Astros did in 2017 because so many people were doing the steroid thing at the time. I, I don't want to get into this whole thing. Yeah, anymore. I don't
2: want to get into the steroids either, yeah. but with the electronic sign stealing and the Apple yeah. Watches and all of that stuff, you know what I got to say to that, Carla? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, and Major League Baseball did not have any clear direction when they had the instant replay access for the players in the dugout, and they misused that tool. So I can't fault the players for taking advantage of the situation, and if the New York Yankees were on the wrong side of it at the time, with no clear guidance from the commissioner or Major League Baseball, then that 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 be the breaks, Carlin. But here's the thing: well, it's off we're our still cheating game. That's what I would say. We're still talking about that same team yeah. beating you in the CS this year, sweeping yep. you, embarrassing you on their way to winning a World Series. Yeah, that was non-competitive.
0: It was non-competitive. What are
2: we talking about?
0: Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greenie. We'll get a couple of more calls in real quick. Uh, the one thing I do want to bring up, though, is the whole Odell Beckham situation. This was Jerry Jones yesterday on 105.3, the fan in Dallas, uh, about his confidence level in Odell being healthy.
3: Well, I'm not confident at all. And so uh, that's the issue. Now, we all realize uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability is here every time. This one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. So uh, we've got a good beat on that. We've got a great read on his career. It's not like a draft pick coming out. You've got a lot of history here, and you take a good look at everything. We've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed and that's when you see if you can
2: uh, make a deal or not.
0: I'm coming around to the idea here that Odell's not going to sign with anybody because nobody's going to want to sign him for next year when they know that he can't help him this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, what would be the motivation to do that? What would be the incentive to do that? There's none. There's none. I mean, so if, if Odell can't help you this year, you sit pat, you slow walk it, and you wait and see how his market develops when free agency starts in the middle of March. But if you're Jerry Jones, you got to trust your medical staff. And I know the medical staff down there in Dallas, Dr. Cooper, Jim Mauer, their head athletic trainer, Britt Brown, one of the assistant athletic trainers. If they say the timeline for Odell to return to sport is the middle of January, Carlin, that's what it is. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, then Odell is not going to be able to help you this season or this playoff. So I, I just – I don't necessarily view this as one of those things that the Cowboys have to do. I think the far more important addition that they're going to be making – is Tyron Smith being back on the field for him. That's going to and make all-pro left tackle. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are dead last in pass block win rate. Being able to add all-pro Tyron Smith and then kicking first-round pick Tyler Smith inside at left guard, I think that's going to be huge in terms of making their offensive line that much better. You're talking about the run game getting a bump and the passing game getting a bump with the protection that they're going to be able to give Dak Prescott. Let's squeeze one in. Dave in Connecticut, you got 15 seconds,
0: Dave, on ESPN Radio. Go.
6: Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just wanted to remember. Uh I will try to be brief. Just two quick points please. Um and, and, and uh Chris uh, I I think you're you're awesome uh, on the air. Uh, and I just I just have to say that I I, I almost
0: have a call. Dave, I've we're running. Say, you're using out up your time poorly, Dave. You are really not using it well. Five seconds, go. Yeah, he, he had his chance. I mean, that was just. Oh, ridiculous. look at Bubba! I mean, come on, we, you gave him fifteen seconds. Bubba's he, not wrong. He Bubba's asked wrong. if he could hear wow, you. Bubba's Good show. Wrong. I mean, come on, that Bubba's was not wrong. that was the worst usage of fifteen <laughs> yeah, seconds yeah, yeah. I've ever <laughs> heard. Yeah, yeah. Good call. We'll Bubba. give <laughs> another. We'll give another chance next time. But
2: I mean, wow. come on, Dave. Yeah, I yeah. was
0: willing to give him another five seconds. No, no. Ah, oh, wow, Bubba with the hook, and he oh, he was angry.
2: Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
1: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.